Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. On today's episode, I have born and raised in West Virginia, Philip Bowen. His uplifting sound is heavily inspired by his Appalachian roots. The dynamic singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist began fiddle at the age four, which he shares his story and how he's inspired to get started at such a young age. His skills became quite popular on TikTok, which is where I found him with over 5.5 million likes and 830 thousand followers on the platform alone. His popularity on the app even propelled him to win TikTok's Gamers Greatest Talent Competition, earning $25,000 and beating out thousands of other competitors. Bowen has been writing songs since he was a teenager, but never thought it would be possible to have a career in music. After earning an MBA from the University of Tampa, a friend encouraged him to create an account on TikTok and his fiddle covers and original songs took on a life of their own. I am so excited that I get to talk to Philip and we dissect all of this. He continues to release his original music, spreading his message of positivity to an audience that has been growing rapidly. He made his debut at the world famous Bluebird Cafe as a featured performer in May 2022. He's had guest spots on Ross Golan's and the demo is and praise from Yahoo, Pop Matters and Atwood Magazine. It's easy to see why Nashville Songwriters Association International dubbed this inspirational artist one to watch. And I couldn't agree more. I'll tell you, getting to talk to Philip lit a whole new fire underneath me and he was so inspirational, whether you're a musician, a father, a parent, or just a business owner trying to make the damn thing work. Philip has some awesome tips for you and I'm excited for you to get to know who Philip Bowen is. So I found you on TikTok, probably like most of the world at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I found you <laughs> doing one of my favorite bands, System of a Down, Chop Suey. Oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I think I just <laughs> found my best friend. <laughs> I was so blown away because you took two of my, like my worlds yeah. and combined them. If you and I, the essence of this is like hanging around the campfire. Yeah. If we were hanging out by the campfire, we had our families there and everything, would I expect sure. to see you walking up with your guitar or fiddle? I mean, usually, and that's kind of like how I, how I, like the part of the country I grew up in, like mm -hmm. in Appalachia, that's okay. like a big thing. You know, like people, I feel like any kind of hangout, people mm -hmm. have their, yeah, people have their instruments or somebody's got like playing music or doing something. So yeah, I'd probably have the guitar or the fiddle for sure. They're always around. They're always around. <laughs> They're always around. You've always got them with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. When you do that, do you just start? Because we've got friends that come around the campfire and they'll just kind of start strumming and just start playing. And then totally. the like the requests roll in. Is that usually what happens with you? Yeah, t totally. That's that's like, uh, you know, that's a big like I, I, when I was a kid, my parents used to take me to this thing called the Vandalia Gathering. And it's like a mm -hmm. big bluegrass folk music kind of festival and all over the grounds. Like that's what people are doing. They're just like young and old. And so you just mm -hmm. kind of walk up to a group and somebody starts playing and that's you kind of learn how to do the whole like call and respond thing and things like that. So that's, that's usually how it goes. Somebody just kind of starts playing around and you take it from there. Wow. And who knew that's almost, that's like what you're doing now. Call pretty and much. respond. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. That's pretty much what I do. 
like every time I go live or do a concert or things like that, like that's kind of how I try to get eyeballs on myself, you know, just to do something different, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of how that all came to be. I love that. That's my, um, he's 11 now, but ever since he was little, he'd watch our friends pull out the guitars and start strumming and everything. And he's got his yeah. guitar. So it's so funny. He's kind of learning, but yeah. we're always teasing. We're like, Coop, you didn't bring your guitar this time, man. You kind of <laughs> let us down. There's no vibe. It's not the same vibe at the camp <laughs> I know. without the guitar. I know. It can be kind of awkward to do it at first, especially for kids and stuff. But then once you get it going, everybody, like, if you don't bring it, like you said, they miss it. It's like, what happened to that? Like, I need mm-hmm. that here. You know, totally <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned uh, you were born and raised in West Virginia. Yes. Do you remember, like, your first vivid memory being outdoors? Because you're surrounded by so much beautiful nature in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big part of just everyday life. You mm-hmm. know, just the whole... West Virginia nests, like the Appalachian culture and heritage is, is a big deal there. And so I remember that um, we were never like, you know, my dad worked in like software engineering and we were never mm-hmm. like a big hunting and fishing family, but we were a huge outdoor family. And so I remember from the time I was a young kid, just getting out on the river. Like we live, mm-hmm. uh, I live in the, on the, uh, I grew up on the Kanawha River in West Virginia and like it's called the Kanawha Valley. And so I'll send you a picture or maybe you've seen it on Instagram, but like my, I'll, my where my parents' house is still, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It's like nestled in between these mountains. It's right mm-hmm. on the river. And so just like that whole thing, like either we'd be up playing on the mountain behind, you know, the town or we'd be up out on the river, you know, just kind of being you know, floating down the river and playing and stuff like that. So that's, I have vivid memories of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like heaven. It's the awesome. river, mountains, the greenery. Yeah. Yeah, I always take it for granted, you know, if you if you grow up and you see mountains every day and mm-hmm. when I went to college, I went to college in Florida mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man, it's so flat. Like, I mean, the ocean's beautiful, but like there's it's so flat. I didn't know it could be this flat, you know, so you kind of take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. Every time I live because I'm in Utah. So every okay, time awesome. I leave Utah yeah. and go somewhere and then come back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're so tall. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're I, yeah, so Utah's big. gorgeous. It's gorgeous out there. It is. How was it that you got introduced to music? You are running yeah. around West Virginia. You're going to those festivals. Yep. Is it something it, that was just part of your family? It was like, it was like, um, yeah, like, so I grew up in a very musical household. You know, my mm-hmm. dad, my dad, like, did all the music at our church and stuff like that growing up. And so, like, you know, that whole thing was like a, a big part of our life where you would, you'd be kind of surrounded by music and playing in church and things like that. And then also... Like I said, just the culture of Appalachia, like it's, it feels like music is a big part of every gathering. And then I was like, maybe I've been playing the fiddle since I was four years old. So how that, how that kind of came to be is I was watching uh, Sesame street as you do. And, uh, <laughs> there was like a, a famous violinist, uh, his name is Itzhak Perlman and he was on there. And so I just started bugging my mom all that. I was like, I want to play the fiddle. I want to play the fiddle. And so there's like a little community college in our town and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I got started. And I, and it just, I don't know, it just always made sense to me. I always loved it from like the first, you know, day, like I really loved the violin and it just made sense to me. And so that's kind of how I got started with that. And it just became a big part of my life, obviously. Wow. At four years old. Yeah. And were you, old. that's when you actually started practicing. When do you think that you kind of got the hang of it where you could carry a tune or a song? Cause yeah, four, I, that's incredible. Yeah, I look at my six-year-old and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, I know, like, I know that's definitely young, but music is at the, at its core, music is just a language. So mm. 
you know, it's just like it's just like kids that grow up in like a bilingual household. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not, it's they're not almost like intentionally thinking, okay, this is Spanish, this is English. They're just like, it just they just know it. You know, and so the gift of starting music when you're young is that you're able to speak it and listen to it and hear it and mm-hmm. under, have a deeper understanding, just almost like it's part of you. And so I remember the first time I played at that little bluegrass festival, I was, my parents sent me a video this the other day. I was like probably five or six and I was on the news cause I was like so little, mm-hmm. but I was like learning these little fiddle tunes I had learned. So like, it doesn't, it doesn't take too long to be able to at least like spit out a tune, you know, or mm-hmm. two. So yeah. Yeah. Is bluegrass like, that's where you started was bluegrass. Yeah. Like bluegrass kind of folky americana kind of stuff you know that that's but i learned i learned like i was classically trained so i learned like classical music and stuff too but like i always had a big passion for that kind of thing like bluegrass and Mm -hmm. the whole the whole improvisational stuff it's kind of like jazz it's like jazz's first cousin so like i love how you can express yourself and you can be different every time is what i love about it whereas like classical is like you know beethoven's fifth sounds the same every time which is Mm -hmm. wonderful but what i love about bluegrass and folk and stuff like that is that you can kind of make it your own and do your own little interpretation yeah. of it. be the artist yeah for sure so you're doing that you're going to little festivals um yeah. and doing that are you continuing to do that all through middle school high school yeah i mean basically like i you know how it goes like if you're playing like an instrument like violin you know you're not necessarily the cool kid sometimes if you're like the kid that loves the violin so like middle school and high school, but I just kept going. I did, you know, I did, I did sports and stuff in high school and middle school as well, but violin never dropped off. Like it was always there. So I did that. And then I, I kind of minored in music in college. So like, it, you know, that, that fiddle paid for like half my college. So I did like, you know, some orchestral stuff and things like that in college because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it for a living and all that kind of stuff. So I minored mm-hmm. in it and I majored like in you know business. So, um, yeah, so I, I, it's always been a part of my life. And can you explain the difference between violin and fiddle to the audience? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) So there's, uh, you know, sometimes people think it's like a different instrument or the size is different or something like that. But the truth is that there's no difference at all beyond just the style of music. So, you know, when you think more like classical, formal, you know, long flowing, you know, that's like more like classical music. Whereas Mm -hmm. like a fiddle, you know, when you're playing the fiddle, it's almost more like a style of music. It's like those kind of like, you know, kind of country licks and slides that you might hear and that kind of music. So that's, that's all it is. It's just style of music. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Because I know I a lot of my son was asking me that before and I was like, there's there's not. I, no. It's the style in which you play. Yeah. I yeah, guess that's, that's kind of my short answer to him. So I'm glad it. I got it right. You nailed it. You definitely nailed it. <laughs> oh, good. So you go to college and yep. did you go there on a scholarship where you say the violin helped pay for some of your college? college yeah it was like a deal where like you would go audition for like the how that works at most and most of those things if you're getting like a music scholarship Mm -hmm. uh, because it's like performative you go like audition in front of like a jury or the music department and then you interview with them and stuff like that and they decide like it's just like when you get your acceptance letter to college you must get like an offer like a Mm -hmm. scholarship offer so okay like hey if you minor in music we'll give you x amount and that means you have to perform in this many groups and do this many things and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of how that, that came to be. So I went through that whole process because I was, uh, I had some friends that were doing the starving artist thing and mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I was really terrified of like, Oh man, what if I do it? And 
it doesn't work out. And, you know, so that really like scared me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so you figured I'll go to college and still be yep. able to do it. Get my playing, degree. Get my on degree, a degree. Yeah. Summer is getting ready to come to a close. However, the weather's not quite getting the whole like it's almost fall. The kids are almost back into school situation because it is still hot here in Utah. And I have been reaching for my electrolytes STMs lately, my stim, if you will. These little bad boys are sour and taste delicious. They refuel and hydrate you when your body needs it most. They're loaded with optimal levels of essential minerals, including sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. These convenient little straight to mouth packets help restore muscles function by reestablishing balance to your body's water and electrolyte levels as you train, hike, or enjoy physical activity. Or if you're just, you know, laying out on the deck while the kids swim (laughs) and you need to hydrate your body. Like I said, you can do these straight to your mouth, like a little pixie stick, or I've lately been putting them in water with some ice and it's just the most refreshing thing to sip on while you're just chilling in the summer heat. Lately, I have to say, I have been loving Mountain Ops gear. I have been living in their workout shorts and a jacket. I shared this on Instagram the other day because it is the perfect transitional piece as we go into fall and head into the mountains and work out. Also, the men's stuff is always popping off. They have their Merino shirts out. They have thumb holes. Cody lives in his, and they also carry them in women's now. If you wanna take a look at Mountain Ops nutrition and gear, go to mountainops.com and use our code BRIT free ship for free shipping to help support the podcast. Again, go to mountainops.com and put in BRIT that's B-R-I-T-T, free ship for free shipping to help support the show. And you've got to check out, if I had to say, Slumber, Ammo, their gear, electrolytes. All right, let's get back to it. And so then you get, you said an MBA in business. Yeah, yeah. So I was not ready to like be out in the real world full time. And I knew mm-hmm. like I wanted to get, you know, my, my dad is, 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 both my parents are very, like uh like they've been successful in their careers and like they both came from like nothing and, and my dad is, a, is like a, he's got his mba he got like a computer science degree my mother does anesthesia she just retired so like i was always driven in that way and i wanted to get like a graduate degree and i was like well okay i'll just do that full time and i'll do an internship in music on the side and so i did my mba in marketing or business and then i had like a, a focus in marketing I was like, well, maybe I'll just do this and teach college and whatever. So I went through the whole thing, like got my MBA. I was really proud of that. And then, you know, just kind of like life happens. So, mm-hmm. you know, music kind of like took a back seat for a little while, unfortunately, you know, yeah. just, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Oh yeah. Your passions definitely can take the back seat. Yeah. You graduate from college. Yeah. What are you doing next? I graduated from college. I graduated from college. I got my MBA. And like the year after I finished, or two years after I finished my MBA, my wife and I got, we got married. And I was the same thing. Like I was like, it was, was like the economy was like terrible. And I just was trying to find a job. Mm-hmm. And, so, and what year is this? This is like 2010-ish. Okay. You know? I, get, so like, I feel you. I was married in 2009. Okay, it was rough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like there's no, and I couldn't even, I couldn't even get a job at Starbucks. So I ended up like taking all my degrees off my resume just to get any job to pay the bills. 
And so I ended up working at this Christmas tree store <laughs> in Clearwater, Florida. Like this, I remember it's, it was called Robert's Christmas Wonderland. And, and I was like selling Christmas trees in Florida year round. So like I did it, I didn't do it for that long, maybe like eight or nine months. And I finally got like a business job. So then all that was happening. And like, so I was, I've, I've never stopped doing music. I was still kind of writing a little bit. I would play like at friends' weddings and like coffee shops or things like that. But it was like, you know how it goes, like you get married, which is wonderful. And then mm -hmm. we had, so I've got three young kids, like they're all like eight and under. And so okay. all that like life stuff is happening. And so you're like, okay, I need insurance. Like I need, you know, to provide for my family, which yeah. is all wonderful. And so anyways, that was like the next like several years was just like that grind of like working, raising a family, got little kids, you know? And so... Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like in the headspace of like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll have music at home, but you know, I don't know if I can ever do anything with it. And that's where I was for a while. Oh, yeah. I hear you. 2009 was hard. So hard. Yeah. We were like, yeah, in 2010, same thing. We got yep. married. We're in the middle of a recession, which at that point, like, I think you're still young enough too to like, not quite conceptualize how totally. rough it is totally. until you yeah. start looking for a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's crazy. And then you're like, oh, we have bills to pay and each other to take care of and insurance needed. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. It's kind of just survival mode. You're working at this Christmas tree shop, which is cracking me up in Florida. Yeah. That's yep. all year round. Yeah, it was open all the time. And it was like it was like Christmas decorations and decor. And like, like they had this huge, like the Christmas tree room and it was, it was like as big as a football field and like just, and they had like fake snow falling it's so weird so you go in there and it'd be like freezing cold fake snow by the christmas trees and you go outside and it'd be like 90 degrees you mm -hmm. know and i remember i was sitting up in the like they had these like pre i still have all this weird christmas tree knowledge because of this job but like <laughs> i was like some of these trees were pre-lit and they're very expensive like this person had bought this like two thousand dollar christmas tree but oh the pre-lit lights weren't working so the guy was trying to show me oh this is how you fix this or that and i'm not super handy and we're sitting in this warehouse it's 90 some degrees i'm sweating i've got an mba and i'm working in a christmas tree store for like 12 bucks an hour just trying to pay the bills yeah, so I started listening to like a ton of music again while I was doing that. And I was like, oh, man, I got to write. I just got to start writing again. And so like that kind of planted the seed for me to like keep going. But mm -hmm. it wasn't for it wasn't for a while to like actually, you know, things turned around for me with music where it was like, oh, man, mm -hmm. I can actually do this like for real. You know, yeah. so, so it's just you learn from all that stuff, though. Oh, Sorry. you do. Don't mind my dog. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I you definitely learn. And I think there's moments too. I always say if it wasn't for the rough patches like that, because yeah. like I was saying, we obviously kind of same story had rough go there. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for those rough moments, I don't know if I would savor and appreciate and be as grateful for what 100%. I'm doing now. 100%. And I'm sure we'll get there. But like my entire like corporate world experience was in digital marketing, like digital mm -hmm. marketing for brands and stuff like that. And so when I started going about this music thing, I was like, oh, like, like when COVID was happening and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, I just started treating myself like, like if I was a client of what I was doing before, you know, what I was doing in my corporate job, mm -hmm. like what would I do to build somebody up? Like, what would I do? How would I approach it? And so like, I could have like, I, there's not a day that goes by where I'm not like, oh yeah, like I use something from those years where I really wasn't super active in music. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm thankful for those rough times. I'm thankful for the corporate jobs that weren't so great, but that taught me a lot, you know, mm -hmm. those kind of things. There's definitely stuff you can take from 
every experience and you don't have to give up just because a few years go by that's like the yeah. lesson too you know uh, so you it sounds like you end up going through that rough patch but then you get on maybe at a corporate job that's kind of more fits your mba and what you went to school for yeah so like we had just had our first uh, child she was like a few months old and the comp and then the the company i was working at, at the time a technology company in tampa like what the guy was like hey like if you can find something take it i'm selling this company I'm selling it in like 90 days and my wife was teaching and, but she wasn't going to teach the next year because she's about to have this baby, you know, in mm-hmm. the fall. And so where I was like freaking out, I was like, Oh no. And I couldn't find I'm back in the same sp- spot. Like I wasn't finding enough to, you know, whatever. And I randomly got a job. That's why I got to the Michigan area is I got a, okay. a job offer. And we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Nothing's permanent. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how, I was in a more fitting world where I could start pursuing some of this, but that wasn't until a few years after we moved to Michigan. You know, I kind of, I went down to Nashville for like a music conference with some friends and I was, and I, the whole time I was there, I was like, why did I stop? Like, why did I, like, I, this, I meant to do this. Like, I know I need to do music. And so I kind of made this commitment going into 2020 that I would do something. I've still got the card on my desk. Like it just says create every day even if it's something small and like that truly changed the tra- entire trajectory of like music in my life was like going like that couple months before 2020 i like said okay i'm gonna really make a go at this yeah so that that's that's how i started like really pursuing music like for real like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do this like seriously and see you know see if i can make something of it so that's how that you know how that kind of happened wow you're up in michigan and you said you went to that music yeah was it a festival you said no it was just like a conference Concert? so it was like oh, okay a, a it was conference. like a, it was like a conference like for musicians how we how it came about is like the church that we were going to at the time the, the guy that did music there was like oh you would love this like it's so cool you should go down it's nashville it's, it's just a couple of days and so that's i got connected through that we went down to that and that's that's where i was like i've got i've got to do something with this like i feel like i let it i've let it just sit too long and mm-hmm. you know i had room you... for that like passion again you know got inspired what year was that so that was the summer that was august of probably august of 2019 which is not that long ago and i was i was working like a fully remote job even before covid like with this technology company people they were fine it just wasn't a fit for me and i was stressing out majorly majorly Mm. stressing out and so i started doing music kind of like as therapy so to be honest with you so i started doing music as like stress therapy and so I was not in this beautiful setup I have now. I was like in a spare bedroom in our house and I had all, I just kept bringing more instruments into the spare bedroom. <laughs> and my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, like I have to, if I get stressed, like this is what I'm doing. I'm just, I'll write and I'll play and whatever else. And that's, yeah. uh, yeah, so would, would you just, just go in there after work? I'd go there during work sometimes. Like sometimes oh. if it was like a meeting, you mm-hmm. know, but you know, old boss, cover your ears. But like, it was like, if it was a meeting and I just, it was like one of the ones you just said, like, listen to, I would turn mm-hmm. my camera off and I would just sit there and strum the guitar. I'd be like, okay, I forgot. I don't remember how to do this. Or I would play the fiddle or, and I would mm-hmm. be listening, but like, just keep my mind active. And then, and then when it was getting really stressful, like that's how the first time I came to play online was like, I just did it on my, I didn't have a, a mic or a professional camera. I just used my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Reddit had launched a streaming service. And they're like, like nobody was really using it. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just do that. Just so I don't know why. I, d- I still don't know why I did that. I just put the I, I leaned this up my phone up against the monitor 
and I just put as the title like I'll play whatever you want on my fiddle like no backing tracks nothing I was just like and it was my iPhone microphone and so I did it and like I played for like an hour and like a thousand people total had been through the thing I was like oh, I was cool and I did it the next day Brittany and in one hour in one hour of music I had almost 500,000 viewers in one hour of music wow and it was like I don't know what happened that day but it was just popping off and I was getting flooded with like, where's your, do you have an Instagram? Do you have Spotify? Do you have other songs? You know? Yeah. And so that was like, that was, and that was probably maybe November or December of 2019. You oh know? Oh my gosh. So it wasn't that long ago. Wow. Talk about like <laughs> something big happening that you weren't ready for. That's definitely, yeah. you know, Yeah. I think there's someone else's hand in that, if I do oh. say so. A hundred percent. Like I definitely feel, you know, I know that's not everybody's thing, but like I definitely have just felt completely blessed like throughout the process mm -hmm. because like I, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go do this around what town or whatever. I'm going to start like playing my songs I'm writing for people. And then the whole entire world shuts down. Like, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh yeah. no, like, like this, this sucks. Like what am I going to do? Like cause I, had, I had plans to like, I'll go play around, you know, just kind of the old fashioned way, how you used to do it. Yeah. And it was the best, th that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in like great video and sound and like figure out how these people that are crushing it are doing it. And I wrote this like silly song about being stuck in quarantine and it went crazy viral on like YouTube and like it was on the front page of yahoo.com. Like somebody wrote an article about it and blah, blah, blah. And like, then like things like started really like taking off for me. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I've had a few things like that. Like that's the grind with whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to grow your stuff on social media, which is important. If you're really trying to, you know, get out there, there's a lot of these like little tiny wins. Mm -hmm. You just keep grinding away. And then every now and then I get like a big win or a good win. And it's just yeah. like little, 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 big, little, 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 you know, and that's, that's, that's been my journey so far as it's just grinding it out and like being ready, being ready to receive the stuff that comes when it does come. Mm. It's like a good lesson, like having the structure there, mm -hmm. you know. Anyways, and like you said on your note, just create every day. Every day. Every day. And I always hear too for other people, and I always try and remind myself this too, is like listen for like those pings, meaning like when like you with the Reddit thing, like I don't yeah. know why or what, but yeah. I have the feeling like I should just do it. Like yeah. you never know if you don't try. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, you got to be present to win as the saying goes, right? Like, mm -hmm. so like, and if I would have waited until everything was perfect, if, until mm -hmm. I had like the camera and the lights, like, I'm really thankful for my studio. I don't mean to sound like that, but like, what I mean is like for the longest time I was broadcasting from my phone with horrible sound quality. And I like one of the first songs I have, I put out on Spotify because people were asking me like every day, like, do you have anything we can listen to? I didn't know what I was doing with music at all, like in terms of recording it. Mm. So it's, it's such a crazy way to record a song. I literally did like all one takes. This song is called Lightning Bugs. It's on Spotify. It's done so well. And I did it like from a bedroom by like re I recorded like one video take of me playing the guitar and singing the melody. I recorded one video take of me doing the harmony, violin one, violin two, guitar, th whatever. And then I mashed it all together in iMovie, like layered the sound on top of each in iMovie. And then I found this like random Korean app that would put reverb on your vocals. And okay. I was like, I guess this is okay. Like it wasn't mixed, mastered, nothing. And I was just like, okay, I think it sounds decent to my ears. So I'll put it on Spotify. And 
you know, this is an example of like, it doesn't have to be whatever it is you're doing. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be perfect. You don't have to have all the best of whatever. Cause mm-hmm. that, that time will never come where you're no. just like, okay, everything's aligned just right now. Let me put myself out there. You know, just got to go for it with what yeah, you have. Totally. I agree. That's so cool to hear because my biggest thing, I can be like very type A and a perfectionist Yep, yep. <laughs> and it is hard and it is something all the time that I'm like, progress over perfection and to hear that's how you started and almost sometimes i think the like raw and rough and rustic people relate to that yeah i have had such incredible support from a wide variety of of supporters or fans or whatever you want to say like that like just believe in you and like and Mm -hmm. i have people now still that like will help me who I've been able to like, kind of like bring them, like they help me moderate my stuff now and things like that. But people that have been watching my stuff, like from the beginning mm-hmm. and I've been like, like they just, people just believe in what you're doing and they want to help. Like they're like, Oh cool. Like I'll totally believe in what it, what it is you're going after, you know, and you need those people. Like how can I support you? Like how can I support you today? Like, and yeah. that's like, that's so life giving because there's days like I'm sure as you've experienced where you're just like, Oh, I just can't like, I don't know if I can do this today. I don't feel like it, but that's mm-hmm. when the magic happens. And, and like, I was like, no, I said I was going to do something every day. So let me try to write a little bit of a song and let me try to do this or whatever. And that's like, that's when it really happens. It's like the days when you're like not wanting to do it, when you learn, okay, I'll just push through for a little bit. You know, that's just like, that's the magic right there for sure. I agree. And don't you think sometimes too, when you push through on those days that you just don't want to, and you do something yeah. There's nothing like that feeling of being like, I kept that promise to myself yeah. and the people that believe in me. Yeah, exactly. And you never know. I think I heard Steve Harvey or somebody say this one time on a podcast, but he was talking about how when he got one of his big breaks, he was doing comedy at this club in LA or something. And there was like 12 people there. And he's like, but his, mo- his mantra was like, I'm going to do every show like it's the best show. And it just so happened that like, I don't know, somebody from the TV or movie industry was just there that night in a small crowd and like he still tried to do his best and anyways he got this whatever like this big opportunity came from just 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 do it like you don't know who's watching because you really don't like you never know who's going to be in the room or whatever so you just try to be excellent no matter what you know it's not going to be perfect but just try to do just do it with some excellence and see what happens you know show up we talk about this on this episode a couple times if you are anywhere except in love with your website, you need to keep listening. My friends over at tonicsiteshop.com have hands down the best, most strategic and unique show website templates in the game. And they just launched a new collection. I am so in love with their designs, their new sales pages, and even their add-on pages are on point. If you've had a new website on your to-do list for way too long, this is the time to make it happen. You get to download it today, launch it next week. No, I'm not exaggerating. In fact, their newest templates are designed to launch faster than ever. No excuses. They've also got amazing payment plans and the cherry on top. I've got a discount code that saves you 15% off. Just use Reckoning15 to save big on your new website. Honestly, cheers to you for betting on yourself, investing in your business, and taking the first step towards creating that life you really, really want. Yes, that website can do all of that and much, much more. I am speaking from experience, as you'll hear on this episode. 
I too took this investment, this big plunge and got one of these templates and I branded it specifically to me, tweaked it to reckoning. And I have to say it is converting. It is able to showcase what reckoning is all about. And I could not be more proud of that. And I want that for you. So again, go to tonicsiteshop.com and use my code reckoning 15 for 15% off of your new website. And yes, they have payment plans. Sure. Well, you go from <laughs> mashing <laughs> together this awesome song yeah. and Reddit. And then are you starting to find your way onto TikTok? Yeah, so there is a <laughs> there is a guy named Marcus Johns who was like huge on Vine back in the day. You know, Vine was the Vine was oh the yeah, stuff. my husband loved Vine. Yeah, I was like on Vine all the time, and I had a few like really cool, interesting like things like that where somebody I was like, oh cool, like they've got a blue check mark, they've got a massive following, and they would like you know follow me or they'd be very generous with advice or something. And he was like, dude, mm. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but if you're not on TikTok. He's like, your stuff that you're doing is made for that platform. He's like, so if you don't do anything else, do that. And I was like, all right, good advice. I'll try it. Like, you obviously know what you're doing. You've got millions of, you know what you're doing with your stuff. So yeah, I just kind of took the advice and I was like, all right, I'm going to start a channel and see what happens. And it took, it took a little while to be honest. Like it took like, I think I started TikTok at the end of 2020, like right mm -hmm. around the holidays. And so maybe, you know, maybe like a year into it. I was like in that 10 to 20,000 follower range. Mm -hmm. So to give you an idea of like how fast things can grow and change. I remember like November, like no, let's say November of 2021. This is August of 2022. Yeah. I don't think I had more than 30,000 followers on TikTok, And I don't think I, I know I didn't have more than 8,000 on Instagram. So not, and it's, please do not hear this as like numbers are not everything. They're definitely not. But mm -hmm. like, so then I started having some stuff just go absolutely bananas through like a combination of like uh tiktok and instagram and some stuff like i won this big competition in that summer of 2021 on like tiktok's greatest talent so then like like from so like i guess you could say like unless it's not november yet so in less than a mm -hmm. year i've gone from like around thirty thousand followers on tiktok to like almost nine hundred thousand followers and then on, on instagram from eight to like over 120 and it's like the stuff I'm doing is very much the same. It was just like, you know, but I think the difference was, is when I was get what I was get these big hits of like, whatever, you know, attention or eyeballs, like my stuff was finally set up in a way to receive it. You know, like, oh. the old, you know, the old rule in marketing, like in digital, at least like if somebody's looking for something, like if they're looking for your website mm -hmm. and they're on your social media, nothing should ever be more than two clicks away nothing mm -hmm. so like okay i'm looking for phil spotify one two i can find it i'm looking for his tiktok one two i can well, no matter what platform i'm on two clicks is the maximum link and so like my stuff was set up in such a way that i could receive the traffic and so but and i had a lot of content up for people to go enjoy so like when people started coming to my page it wasn't like oh he only has this one video that's a decent you know yeah. and so my, my spotify followers would just be like and then i would like you know it's crazy but that helped my singer-songwriter stuff, you know, because the fiddle is just a way to get, I love it, but it was just a way to get people, I, I, don't, I don't care how you get in my music world, just come in, and I will show you all the other stuff that I'm doing too. It's just getting people, you know, in the room. I, as you can tell, I get very passionate about it. Like, I just got to get you in the room, and then yeah. I will show you. Like, you will stay, I promise. Just come in the room, you know, that kind of a situation. 
Sorry, no, my dogs, my dogs. You're good. <laughs> we got the dogs on the podcast too yeah, today. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> no, you're good. I I agree. And it's cool because it's so fun that after sitting and binging your TikTok, when you and I get on the podcast, you've got anybody that's seen Philip's stuff, same background. Like there it is, I yeah. we are in the presence of what we see every day. <laughs> so cool. The almost heaven West Virginia signs. There it is. There it is. There they are. But it is crazy to see how how fast that grows and what catches on. And I do think that yeah. there's a lot to it. Like you said, do you think the one, two and like binging, do you think that's some of that digital marketing that you learned yes. in corporate? Did yeah. you kind of like audit yourself when you started to put more yeah. out there all the time? And like the, the whole idea of like AB testing your stuff, which means mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to try this or that and whatever else. And maybe this, and, and this, the thing, the beauty of it is that the same thing doesn't, doesn't work for everybody. Like I have a friend from college and she's got, um, her name is Mindy and she's got a really successful food blog. And then she got some cool opportunities. Like she was got to be in like an Oprah magazine and blah, 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 blah. And so I would look at her stuff and I'd be like, well, hold on. Like that doesn't really translate to music. I can't really do with that. I'm not doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, it was just a mix of like trial and error. Let's try this. Okay. This, and you know, these platforms always reward you for using their new tools. So, mm. Okay, Instagram has reels. Well, like instead of instead of spending my time, I'm a big process guy with the content because I just don't have time to do it all with the amount of traffic that comes in. So I have like one or two nights a week as an example where I just record a ton of content. And so mm -hmm. like I have, if you could see behind <laughs> the area that I'm in, mm -hmm. I've got like, I have so many hats. Like people send me hats and shirts all the time. So I will do a video. I'll turn the lights on a different way so it looks like a different time of day. I'll record another one. I'll change the hat, change the shirt, do another one, change the lights, do another one. And I'll do like a ton of content and then I will just schedule it to just drip out over the next like week or two. And that's the only way that for me, cause then I perform two or three nights a week. And so mm -hmm. like I've got nights where I perform nights, I do nothing, which is important. And then I've got yes. nights where I like record, you know, I also, I'm a huge family guy. So like, I want to make sure that, you know, my kids aren't seeing this as like competing with them. So a lot of the stuff I do is like later in the evening. I'm a night owl, so that's fine, mm -hmm. you know, but that's just like a process of like finding what works for me and like, how do I get it all at the door and all that kind of stuff, you know? No, that's so smart. I love batching. Batch work is the yeah. way to go. And that's really smart to do with your videos too. And just switching things out. If you're going to sit down and do it, knock it out, new, man. Yeah. New hat, new shirt, new lights, then, <laughs> you know, because like sometimes I'll have a video pop off and I was like, oh, I forgot I recorded that. Like, I totally forgot I did that one, but I just had scheduled it out, you know, but that's okay. Like, it's just a, it's hard to keep up if you don't have a process, you know, cause mm -hmm. then like, then you, then you feel stressed. And then if you feel super stressed, your stuff's not as good and whatever else. You know? Oh yeah. Well, and you can tell too, that's, I was thinking this morning, just going through and watching a couple more of your videos this morning. Yeah. I actually brought you up on YouTube, which is an awesome platform. Cause then you can just sit and listen to you the whole time. Yeah. It's like nice. <laughs> it's more of like, if you're going to like lurk or just like sit there and enjoy it, Yeah. it's more like longer stuff. Yeah, definitely. But you can see, I love like, as you count yourself in and you're like smiling, you can tell that like, you yeah. probably get in the flow and you're like, okay, I'm feeling it versus like, every night totally. having to do it kind of a thing that's a that's hundred percent it and like how music i don't know if this will make sense or not but like that's why i close my eyes so much when i play is because like a lot of those videos are one listen and one take because i feel like it needs to feel to the person watching how it feels for me like it's a challenge it's exciting and then whatever comes out usually the first time is the best because it's like oh i'm just feeling whatever the song is like feeling to me and so i kind of like 
like I kind of see the stuff right before I play it, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense at all. So like mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm just like, okay, what's the key of the song? What's the tempo? What chord was that? And then once I know that, I know the rules of the song. I'm like, okay, cool. It's an A major, blah, blah, blah. And I just try to have a conversation with the song and I just try to do it as fast as I can. Like, okay, I know where I'm at and then let's go, yeah. you know? No, that's smart. And that's probably how you're able to fill it a little more than just yeah. playing it. Yeah. If, it feels it feels different than like it's meant to feel different than like the recording obviously that let's say if i'm playing over somebody else's song it's meant to feel way different because it's like but my favorite my favorite and i think the highest compliment that i can get is like when people will put in the comments like oh it, sh it feels like it should have been there the whole time and that's mm -hmm. what you want like i'm not trying to like be like oh this song sucked before i was there it's like what i'm trying to show is like hey look like like I think people that are great at improvising make it feel like that was just, it was just there all along and nobody ever played it until mm -hmm. now. That's what you want. I don't mm -hmm. know if that makes sense or not, but that's like, that's what I'm striving for with that kind of stuff. No, definitely. And I ended up sharing this morning on Instagram. Um, your, like I said, I'm kind of like an emo kid at heart. Love it. Yeah. I <laughs> and <love> it. <laughs> Lincoln Park, your numb yeah. one. Yeah. And oh my yeah. gosh. And that's, I had a few people pop it into my messages that I haven't heard of you which I was like how why but yeah. they were like wow that was that was beautiful it sounds better or like how has it not been there and yeah. that's why I was like I know you you fill the song so much more with that it's wild listen, you're talented big, big, big shout out to Lincoln Park and Mike Shinoda because I met somebody through the music world Mm -hmm. And they were like this. Anyways, they sent me this thing. And they're like, hey, like, I'm sending this to him like right now because like I think he's going to love it. And wow. so I was like, I was very <laughs> intimidated. But I was like, I don't know, man, <laughs> he made that beat like that was the, that like that crossover beat he did with Jay-Z. Uh -huh. But like, anyways, it was all good vibes. Like, and it was just like so cool to be like, what a cool full circle moment from like oh, dreaming yeah. stuff up in a spare bedroom like with the sun glaring in on my videos to like mm -hmm. doing something and like having the person that made the beat, like get to hear it and be like, all right, wow. that was dope. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just like the coolest thing in my yeah. life. That was so cool. Oh, I'll bet. That's a pinch yourself moment for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone knows what's your TikTok that we're talking about? Philip Bowen music. Is that Philip correct? Bowen music. Yeah. With awesome. one L, one L in the yep. front. Yep. Awesome. Because autocorrect got the best of me when I was emailing yeah, you and I, I was really it. pissed I about it. it. I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, you said you kind of started out doing what you've been doing and a lot of your stuff. What would you call it like when how we're talking about how you're playing fiddles to numb? Is it like you would you call it? Not a mashup, is it? Yeah, it's kind of like a or maybe like a, co like a fiddle cover or okay. um, I have a, a music friend that... Um, like refers to that kind of stuff as like a canvas like where mm. like it's more like it's it's a cover but it's not like a note for note situation i'm basically like trying to you know augment the song in a way like you know okay this is what i'm this is what i would do if i was on the song mm -hmm. and i got that idea from there's a couple of people like there's this guy named karsten bell on on tiktok and another guy named augie bello who do like that that with like a saxophone and I've met both of them like through the music world, and I was like, "That is so dope!" Like, but I, could, I I've never seen anybody do that with like a string instrument. Mm -hmm. At least to, at the time, I didn't know of anybody doing it. And so, I would see lots of people on these like lives and stuff like that, like with an acoustic guitar playing songs that they wrote, trying to get the song's attention. And there's nothing I do that too. Mm -hmm. But I was like, "Well, hold on! Like, how do I get people to just no stop?" I want to, I want a full room. I don't want 10 people. I want a thousand people. So like, how do I do that? And so that's what the fiddle has opened so many doors for me in that way where it's like, 
you know, then then I'll then I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna do one of mine, and then I play more fiddle. I'll do one of mine, and then now people ask for mine, which is great. And so like, which is a huge a huge cool thing. But you know, just like a way to it's just a market. How do I get people in the room? Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, now this is my original stuff. What do you think? And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a slow burn, you know, just kind of building it up, getting my little community built up of followers and friends and fans and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. It does that. And you're, it's so smart and it showcases, I think it showcases kind of like you as a person and your personality yeah. and it captures you. And then same thing, I find myself binging and now I'm like subscribed to your Spotify and uh, it works it. because you. it's, <laughs> you. you know, it's like, I want to know, okay, yeah. now I want to hear Philip's stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 that's a beautiful thing to hear because I think it's like, and now I've had the opportunity to perform live a few times in Nashville mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I love doing that. And I'll meet people in real life that like I, you know, that I've, I've either had in my community for a couple of years, like online, and I'm like, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you live, or have new people come up to you and like find your stuff that way. And anyways, it's just, it's just the coolest. Like to see like something that you like put so much into like come to life a little bit and like oh man like this is this is this is possible like this is so mm-hmm. neat so now that you've been doing that for a while yep where has that led you are you still doing like corporate what's what's it looking like now i am like we're out i've been working at a company now like for uh, several years and i truly love like the culture there is just unbelievable they're so great and they're very supportive of the music thing like they're like the biggest I was gonna fans. ask do they know yeah. who you are i think they'd i think they'd have to be and now like it's like yeah, it's so funny. Like sometimes like I'll work with like a new client and like, they'll try to Google me for like LinkedIn and I'll be like, oh my gosh, is this you? I was like, oh yeah, that's me. I do a little music, you know, here and there. But no then, big like, deal. They're like, they're like, oh no, like this is serious. But so like I've been very blessed to have, a, but my personal goal was to, is to do that as long as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. While If I can do both, I'm doing both just because it's like steady, you know, yeah. You know, I'm a, listen, I'm a dad. And so like, I'm like, okay, cool. 401k got that, you know, insurance, <laughs> yeah. insurance, blah, blah, yes. in, insurance, all that stuff. Um, but man, it's getting like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much longer I can sustain that because music is so busy now mm-hmm. and it's, which is great. And I do a ton of session work for people. Like I, I just, I just been trying to like do as much as I can with both, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, and they understand like what I'm going for. Like, I'm not trying to be like the VP of marketing. I'm just trying to do my job and do it really well. And then like, so that I can do as much music as humanly possible. So mm-hmm. that's really how, kind of how it's been. So I'll go to Nashville about once a month or once every other month for like a business trip. And I'll do, you know, session work, co-writing sessions with other musicians. And I'll perform live if I can a couple times. And I versus like right now, we're just trying to figure all that out. Like, do we want to just move our whole life to Nashville or do we want to just do it? Mm-hmm. And cause I do lots of corporate events and stuff like that too, which I like. Oh. So it just depends. Are you on guys what. still in Michigan then? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Okay. We're, we're in Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, like, you know, it's, it's tough with kids. So like, you, you don't want to like, we don't want to move and then move and then move and then move. So mm-hmm. if we move, it'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're, if we're doing this, we're really doing this and we're not going to go again. So we're just trying to figure all that out, but that's kind of exciting too. We'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, it is exciting like scary and exciting and that's the best kind that's how it's exactly. supposed to be that's when exactly. you know you're doing what you're supposed to <laughs> exactly exactly sometimes i'm like oh, i don't feel like doing anything today with music but most days which is fine too like most days i'm like i just i'm ready for whatever is next mm-hmm. yeah, this is awesome you know so yeah and i saw you were able to play at the bluebird cafe yeah huge was that there. just mind-blowing yeah i mean it was it was one of those things too like things happen sometimes like 
I got to give a shout this guy named Kevin Mack, who's like a published writer in Nashville and who just randomly found me through Instagram, I think. Mm-hmm. And DM me one day and was like, Hey, like if you ever like want to just talk about your songwriting, like I would love to do that. Like I'm a, I'm a, that's what I do for a living. And I was like, Oh yeah. So like, he's like, I'm in Nashville. So we just became friends over a few months. And then, um, he he's played at the bluebird several times so like the, it's hard to get in the bluebird like it's mm-hmm. very it, it's very difficult especially to do like a where you're doing more than one song so mm-hmm. through like a, a bunch of cool things like kevin submitted me to the bluebird to you know and he's like well, if it happens it happens they'll call you but if not like don't get discouraged it you know yeah and I ended, I ended i ended up like getting to do like i was on like center stage i did i did a whole concert like six songs of my own wow you know and it was just like the most wonder the people there were just incredible i got invited back so i'm definitely doing it again and yeah just a dream come true like totally awesome very surreal i'll bet yeah Yeah. when i saw that congratulations that is incredible yeah Yeah. so i'll bet that's for a lot of people that are you know especially in nashville singer songwriters Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the stepping stones. Yeah, it was the coolest. So now you're getting to work with other artists and write. Yep. Yep. Um, and then you said you're performing still on nights as well. Yeah, so I usually do, um, depending on the week and travel and stuff like that, I usually do two to three nights, usually like Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday are my normal, like I'm going to go live tonight. I do, I do it around like 9 p.m.-ish Eastern mm-hmm. time. So I'll do, like, I'll do like live on Twitch and or TikTok live. And so, like, I'll just basically take requests for, like, an hour or two hours straight, and I'll play my own stuff, too. And uh, I love doing that. It's a great way to, like, kind of build a fan base and keep them engaged and everything. So, mm-hmm. but sometimes if I have, like, a week in Nashville and I, and I don't have time to take all my broadcasting equipment and stuff like that, then I'll do, like, maybe maybe a week where I'm just, like, putting out content and not really doing shows. So it just depends on how the week goes. Nice. And people can just put in a request and you know a song like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, so, like, because some streamers will have a song list and they'll be like, okay, "Okay, go to my song list. It's like these hundred songs. And usually it'll be like, if you send a tip, you can pick a song and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So my approach has been kind of like the free car wash approach always where like, and what I mean by that is like, if you're like in school and you're having like a car wash fundraiser, Mm -hmm. you're always going to make more money if you say just it's free, donate what you can versus Mm -hmm. like it's $5 a car. You Mm -hmm. always will make more. So, and I, and I just do it. Too. I also do it because I don't want people to feel like there's like a barrier for these online things. So my shows are always free online, always I never charge for those. And then like, if people want to tip for a request, they can. So like people that start sending in tips, like I give those requests priority and it's literally like whatever, if it's on Spotify, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll play over it. Like I'll find it. Even if I've never heard it before. I'll just listen for a couple of seconds. I'll be like, okay, I got it. And I'll just try to like riff off the song. Wow. That's cool. It's very like mentally taxing. Like at the end of an, an a two oh, hour bet. show, like I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, but it's a great like music workout. Like, cause you're like, okay, cool. Like I never thought I, like I had somebody request David Bowie in last night's stream and I've never got a David Bowie request before, but it was like a really good challenge. I was like, okay, that was awesome. That was super fun. You know, it is good to be challenged like that. I can only imagine that keeps you on your toes and mentally yes. exhausting at the end of the night. 100%. 100%. Yes. <laughs> that is so cool. That just blows my mind as somebody that could never, but wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of I'm going to be in there with my tips and my <laughs> anytime, requests. Anytime. anytime. <laughs> now, what do your days kind of look like? What's a day in the life of Philip? 
a day in the life. A typical day, a week, a typical weekday is, mm-hmm. you know, I work remote most days, like for my corporate job, like almost everybody in the universe. So like mm-hmm. I, I do, I do the meetings and stuff I need to do for that. Take care of business. And then really any dead time, like if, especially during the summer, like I'll go, you know, I could take a walk with the kids, have lunch upstairs with them, you know, do whatever. And then I will find little pockets. If I need to record something that day, I'll do that. You know, so it's just a mix of like family time, work, and then music. And so when Mm. it's music, it's either going to be like, I do a ton of like custom things for people too. So for example, hey, I'm getting married and I like this song, but I wish it had the fiddle in it. Can you do a custom one-time thing for me? And we'll use use it at the wedding for like a private event. I do tons, tons of those. And I like doing this for people. Those are really fun. Or they'll have me like recreate an acoustic instrumental, but just for them. So those are things I like doing, or I'll do like session work. So like, okay, somebody's got a song coming out and they want fiddle on it. So that needs to be like, I need to have like headspace and quiet time and I'll bust that out. And most of those I'll do from home. And if it's like Mm -hmm. a big budget, like they've got like label support, then sometimes those artists will be like, well, no, I want it to be, I want it to happen in person in Nashville at this studio. Okay, we'll work that out. But most of the session work I do, I just do from home. And are most people finding you for that through like Instagram, TikTok, social media? Yeah, like I've met a lot of really wonderful music friends. And in fact, uh, in fact, a lot of the bands and artists that I've met, I've met because I've like covered one of their songs and somebody's like, they're like, oh, that's so dope. Then I'll, then I'll be like, oh, hey, I'd love to meet, you know, like it's really good to meet you. I love your stuff or whatever. And uh, I've met so many people that way. And then I do a lot of things where like, you know, like stuff will come to me like from a label or an artist mm-hmm. like hey i've got a song coming out let's promote it together or whatever the case may be so that's that's a whole new way to like meet people and you know make money too and all that kind of stuff where you can like oh cool yeah cool like i'll i'll be on your track or i'll help you promote it or whatever the case may be what a different and i'm sure that's so wild just being in the music industry all these years seeing how that shifted too yeah it's a lot, social it's, a lot media. To deal, it's a lot to deal with too it's because it's, it used to be like there's never been a better time to be an independent artist in the sense that mm. like like a lot of it is there for you, you got to go get it you know and then like you know for good or for bad like once you start getting like numbers and followers and stuff like that on social media it's amazing the doors that will be open to you because mm-hmm. you have like x follower count whereas like people that maybe it doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying this is everybody, but this is more on like the label, mm-hmm. like business side of it. Yeah. Like people, people that will come like knocking on your door or like all of a sudden they want to talk to you because you've got, you know, a certain what influence or whatever with your social media. So that's been like some interesting waters to just learn and navigate. But I've got a lot of friends in the industry now too, who I can go to and be mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, I don't feel good about this. Like, what do you think? You know, I don't know. Cause I, I, I'm not opposed to like label at all, but like I've enjoyed my independence because I own all my rights. I own all my masters, which is a big deal. I don't have to share my publishing with anybody. And so even when I play on somebody's track or I do like a, a co-write where it's like a published co-write, I don't have to split my publishing rights with a label. Mm-hmm. I own my publishing rights, but I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't like found the right fit yet. So we'll see if I go there. I don't know. That's yeah. all just like, that's, that's probably, that was probably super boring. I'm sorry. But like, no, I'm just like, I find it I was so trying to intriguing. figure all that out. So, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So we'll no, it is. It's hard. And it's, it's always good. I think to get somebody that's maybe like two steps ahead of you too. If you can yeah, find a friend 100%, 100%. in that, 100%. that can help guide you along the way. And you can have those conversations with, and that could just be like super kind. Like I, like I met this artist, her, her name is Maggie Bond. I just played at one of her shows, like in Nashville, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. 
But when I was in town, we had met on TikTok because she had done a fiddle video. And she's like, oh my gosh, like whatever. So we met through like a connection there. So when I was in town, we got coffee and you know, she just had a bunch of questions for me about like how I'm doing my thing. And I had questions for her about how, so like, there's a lot of like really uh, amazing people that have been very generous with their time and like, just been like, you know, helpful hints and invited me to come play on their shows or come to their studio and meet so-and-so. And I just, I, I just try to like, honestly, I just try to be kind and like, just, you know, I don't know. I just try to be like good people. And that's like the people I want around, you know, and like, okay, mm -hmm. like I'm just trying to like figure it out too. You know, that's just, yeah. see how far I, it goes where it goes, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, the more people I talk to too, it's like, I get the opportunity and that's why I love doing this is I have a platform for people to share their backstory and who they are because yeah, with social media, it's so easy to see the snippets and the highs of everything. Oh, hundred percent. So easy, but it's so interesting. I get to talk to people with, you know, these big numbers next to their names, but everybody that's been willing to come on and talk, have these big numbers. They're the most down to earth people. And I think it's like you said, the good people that are willing to yeah. just sit and help one another. Yeah. I mean, there's something said about karma. <laughs> Yeah, no, there. I I agree, and I think that there's a lot of like, like there's a lot to be said for just like trying to remember the human behind whether mm. it's whether you're somebody interacting with a piece of content, or you are, maybe you've got numbers and you start to receive messages and like like I you know, and I have people that help me sometimes with like the admin side of things right now. So I'm not mm -hmm. trying to like pose and be like I do every single thing. It's impossible, but I will say. Like there's been definitely been moments where people will share stuff with me, like stories of theirs. And I didn't realize like what a song, how emotional something was for them. Or like maybe they had lost a child recently, like really heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, like I think sometimes it's easy to imagine that like it doesn't affect, you know what I mean? Like a mm -hmm. comment doesn't affect somebody or but like there's definitely been times where I was like, man, I just need a break. Like I cannot finish this today. You know, I'll get all, t I'll cry about everything. I'm a very emotional person. I'm a cry <laughs> about everything. So like, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know. I just, I just, there's something to be said about just like, I always tell people like, if I have like a troll in the chat, I'll be like, listen, you should just try kindness for like an hour. It looks good on everybody. Just try <laughs> yeah. it. Try it for an hour. You know, so that's part, you know, part of the internet culture too, is you got to deal with stuff, which is fine. But like, mm -hmm. you can't pretend like it doesn't have, has no effect on you. Like if you just are having a bad day, whatever. So yeah, just try to, I just try to be empathetic where I can. And, and like, man, like, because everybody's going through stuff, you know, it's hard for everybody. It is. And I think it is important for people to, like I said, it's so easy. There's this weird shift now of like somebody's name and so many numbers next to it that people forget that it's like, it's just every, like it's I'm, a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, like, I'm still, you know, I've had like little things, not all the time, but like I was <laughs> like, I was on a vacation with my family in the spring, you know, spring break, whatever with the kids. And we were, in, mm -hmm. we were like at a, we were at a beach town in Florida and it was really sweet. Like just, we were at the park with our kids and people at the park with their kids. And like this family comes up and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry, but do you do music? And I was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, and, um, it was really sweet, but they're like, oh, can we just get a picture? Like both of our families. And I'm like, I'm very like, as you'll notice, like mm -hmm. you would never, and I, I'm, this is no hate for people that do it at all. But like, I just like, I'm very particular, like where I don't ever put my kids on my like music stuff ever yeah. because I like, there's some, 
They don't, Same. There's a, anyways, weird stuff out there. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's, I mean, you could take a picture with me if you want, but like, let's let, not have the kids or not, you know, whatever. Uh, so, like, little things like that, like, are kind of odd to get used to, like, putting boundaries out there and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's all fine. It's like, but good for you for sticking to your boundaries and your standards, too. People, people like 99 times out of 100 are incredibly respectful. They're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like, totally fine. Totally get it. Yeah. You know? Good. So that's it's all. Do, do you have like for you like doing the podcast game? Like, mm-hmm. do you have you found that most people are pretty receptive when you ask for an interview or like, or yeah, is it, like is it hard to like get people to? I've been very shocked actually yeah. <laughs> at how many people are receptive to an interview. Yeah, and those that say yes are like, like I said, so down to earth and willing to actually mm-hmm. have a conversation. And I don't know if that's just how I'm aligning with somebody or who I'm finding. Yeah. But I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised at the recept. Like it's either, I either hear yes or nothing <laughs> is kind of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But um, I, listen for what it's worth. Like I really like, um, like when I got sent the request, I was like, um, like, I love, like, I think your site is so dope. Like you did a good job. Aww, I don't know if you did that or somebody did that for did. you. But, like, Thank you. That means it's a lot. Awesome. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And like you, uh, all that to say, like, I think that, you know, cause sometimes I'll get a request and it's like, man, like, it's just, which is, I've been there. So it's fine. It's like somebody doing like, you know, on their phone in their bedroom or something. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't have a site that I like, I don't know anything about you. I don't even know like where to, you know, <laughs> so like, can you send me some examples or something? Yeah. Before, I don't know what I'm getting into. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I like one time I got caught, like I was in a situation, I was on this podcast. And I was like, I mm-hmm. definitely like listen like no judgment but i just can't like you can't put this out like this is not mm-hmm. like i don't know like i don't this know what is this me. is about but this is not me <laughs> i was like i got family listen it's not for me you know it was like super blue i was like i cannot like we can't say that like that's okay like i got like an eight-year-old so anyway yeah but all that i will try what i was trying to say was like your whole like dynamic and like your like the visuals on your site are so cool and like like i instantly knew what you were about which is super important ah, so. thank you that means a lot because it is as you know putting yourself out there it is kind of scary and it's, it's like hard. i know who i am and i know what i'm trying i know the vision of it and you probably get this as an artist yeah. i know what the vision of it is and what i want the essence to be and For where sure. it's going but like sure. sometimes telling people they're like I, I don't know if it clicks so to hear that you were able to see that as yeah. someone that i was so excited to reach out to that ah. that means the world so thank you yeah it, you know i get it and i know that like especially whether you're at the very beginning stage of something or the middle or it's growing or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever it is you're doing out there, person that's listening. Like, I think that there is something to be said for like, when you really put yourself out there and be like, okay, I'm doing this thing. You know, cause I definitely have people like, like my family has been super supportive. Like my mother's like, she's like in all the streams. Like she like, when she's around, like she, <laughs> people, people like, will be like, Oh, is that your mom? I'm like, yes, my mom's here. You know, but biggest like, fan, biggest fan, you know, awesome. but I, I definitely had some friends and stuff that were like, who now are like it doesn't matter but they were like okay yeah okay sure like you know do you realize Mm -hmm. how hard it is to get in do you realize the odds like do you realize i'm like okay i'm just Mm -hmm. not like it's fine that's fine like and not everybody else but it is hard to put yourself out there and be like okay i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do it well Mm -hmm. and and it's discouraging sometimes when i would go have a show like one there was a day where i was feeling great about music i was like i bet i could stream for four hours today Mm-hmm. And it was like one of my, I remember this, I was like so hyped and I did all this marketing for it and like nobody came. I mean, it was like a mm-hmm. handful of people 
and I, I was like trying to have energy and I was like, man, I was so discouraged. I was so discouraged. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm, you know how you go. And then like mm-hmm. I did it again like two days later and it was and I didn't want to do it. And it was one of the best I've ever had. You know what I mean? Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, those lows happen for every single person. I don't care who you are, you know, like, but playing to an empty room is hard, but you got to oh, do it sometimes, yeah. you know, it is. It's true. And you just got to keep going. That's the thing, too. I'm like, I refuse at this point to, like, wonder what if. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't be like, I, well, I stopped there. What if I would have just kept going? What if I would have? Yeah. Or what? like, what if I wouldn't have answered this phone call? Or what if I wouldn't have taken the time? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To, like, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, you know, like, send the message. Like, I don't know if I'll get mm-hmm. this person, but I'm just going to send it. Oh, what's yeah. The, what's Hi. How do you feel like I like happen? sending a message to you? <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, Yeah. My assistant that helps me, she was like, fill up Owens in your messages. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm like, oh, hell yes. Because same thing. I'm like, I know he's a a person. He's a dad. He's an artist. Like, if I don't send it, who knows? That's exactly it. Just because his numbers are bigger than mine and what he's doing, it doesn't mean that he's not down to chat with some girl hanging out in Utah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not. I, I totally agree. Like, you just got to shoot your shot and then do the work. That's all it is. Like, there's no yeah. escape. There's no. Somebody told me that super early on. And they're like, oh, it's good that you're doing it every day because there's no escaping the work. Like, the work, oh. when it's, it doesn't feel like work when it's something that it's. This is the only thing I've ever done that I would say, like, oh, like, I love music so much that, mm-hmm. like, come hell or high water. I just didn't have me there. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I love doing music. I love it. So, like, it's easy for me. So like, okay, everybody's in bed. It's t- instead of like, instead of going and watching like another episode of Yellowstone tonight, I'm going to just go downstairs and mm-hmm. record for an hour. I've got to do this right. I don't feel like it, but I know I got to do it because I can't do it tomorrow. And so you give up a few things, but like, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's more rewarding than that. So like, I don't, I don't mind. I just got, just got to do it sometimes. Just take that first. You do. Time. Definitely. I always think it's just doing it. And then like we talked about, it's so much more rewarding when you keep that promise to yourself. I'm all about keeping that promise to yourself. Cause if you can't keep it to yourself, like exactly. what am I teaching my kids? How can, and how can you expect anybody to like, you know, they say it in music, like one of the hardest things to get going is like spot like an actual person that will follow you on Spotify, mm. you know, because like you don't want listeners, you want fans because fans will go evangelize your stuff. Like a listener, them all they might recognize of you is like that little square of album artwork. Oh yeah, is that who's mm-hmm. that? It's Philip Bowen. Okay, yeah. But then like if you have somebody that will like invest enough into like following you, going like farther down the funnel, as we say in marketing, to where they're like, Yeah, they'll listen to a few songs, then they'll follow you, then they'll come to a live show, then they'll send a tip, mm-hmm. then they'll tell their friend. You know, it's just you can't do it in one sh- like one show, okay, big deal. Tell me talk to me when you've done like a thousand. You know, like, how does it feel now? Like, what are you learning now? You know, mm-hmm. episode 200, episode 100. I bet you feel a lot different in episode 10 than you in episode one. You know, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. It's true. And it's the only way to get there is keep showing up, like you said. Heck yeah. I am curious if there's any tips you would have. You've given so many good, juicy, just takeaways <laughs> from this. <Yeah. laughs> you're so inspiring when it comes to whether you're a musician or, you know, just someone trying to get by in life or an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but what is there a tip you have for maybe any young musicians getting started? I mean, to repeat a couple of things, one is I would say as a musician, 
like sometimes we try to wait if you're if you're a songwriter you might want to wait until you have the perfect song if you before you put a mm -hmm. demo all the songs not finished at some point it has to be finished so like you know don't wait till everything is perfect and the stars are aligned because that day will never come you just do just do just mm -hmm. get up off your butt or sit down if you play sitting down sit down on your butt <laughs> and just play or write or whatever it is you enjoy doing do it and i would say that um you know because for me it was life-changing it doesn't mean it doesn't have to do with the quantity of time it has to do with the action so get it out of the case every day sit down every day and just see how that goes for you trap for three months or six months or a year and see how that goes for you and then if you find yourself despising that then it's probably not what you should be doing anyway mm. you know if you can't find five minutes a day i can guarantee you you spend 20 to 30 minutes a day whoever you are checking your favorite social media app there's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that but i guarantee you, you do it so if you can take that same amount of time and just try to work on your craft you know see how that goes for you and then if it's not if you're not vibing with it if you're not feeling it maybe it's not the right time maybe it's not for you but then you know so that's my best my best advice is just to do it and you know count every single follower and fan as a victory mm. because i used to like celebrate i would have a show i'd work my butt off i'd be sweating and i'd be like cool i got 20 new followers on instagram that's super dope 20 is amazing i'm almost to 7,000. i'm almost to 8,000. and so like everybody starts at zero you know, every yeah. single person starts at zero. And so don't forget to celebrate the small wins, as I'm saying. Is that, that's my pull point. Celebrate the little ones. No, that's solid. Especially I like that you said not so much like the quality and the quantity as it is action. Because mm -hmm. without taking that action, you have neither. Exactly. That's, that is so strong. One word. Action. Yeah. And celebrating every yeah. fan, follower, listener, whatever it may be, because so many times it's so easy to look at. I don't have this many yet, or I'm not at this milestone, yeah, 100%. but celebrating the now and where you are. Yeah. 100. Cause, cause people, cause people want to, I had a, I had a recording artist tell me very early on and she's been like super mentorish, especially in the early days. And she told me, she's like, Hey Phil, like somebody is waiting for your song to be their favorite song, mm -hmm. but you have to get it to them. Like you got to mm -hmm. get it to them. You know what I mean? It's just like you make enough noise, people will hear you. And that's how you find your people. Like there's somebody like waiting for this podcast to be their favorite podcast. They just got to hear it, you know? And so as you can tell, I'm very passionate about that. But no, like, I'm you're like, good. You're giving me you chills. Know, Preach it. <laughs> take it to you. Know, take it to them. Like nobody like the, the rare exception is the person that's going to seek you out. Mm. And that's like the hard reality of, of whatever it is, even if you do so well. Like the hard reality is like you need to take it to them. So like whatever the medium is, like you like I said, there's no substitute for the work. You gotta get it to them. And then then that's when the growth happens, is because then they'll go evangelize your stuff for you because they believe in what you're doing. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. Well, you just lit a like a whole new fire under my ass and I totally yeah, appreciate I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. A few more questions, then we can let you go. I yeah, am curious, what is your all time favorite song? Ooh, oh, is that tough? Country roads. Country roads. Yeah, I mean, you know, West Virginia. I mean, it's, it's yeah, like, it's, it's true. one of my one of my all time favorites. So like, that's like a good default one. I think it's like one of the greatest songs ever. I love country roads. Awesome. I mean, because it's very sentimental to me too. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have you have you oh, done yeah. strings yeah. to that? You have. That is I'll like have to look that is it. the single biggest TikTok video I've ever had. It's got like wow. 
probably almost seven or eight million views and it's like it was me playing over country roads so that was like meant to be that was a good like moment yeah sure. yeah i so appreciate you coming on i would love for you to tell everybody your amazing yeah. new upcoming adventures and endeavors i know you've got some new releases coming out yeah so i have a couple of new releases i have an original song called better way that's done really well and it's out everywhere you get music and then also i have like an instrumental cover because of how viral it went when I put it on TikTok and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a song, Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan, but it's like a fully instrumental acoustic cover for two fiddles and an acoustic guitar. So um, I've had people tell me before, like, oh, like artists, like oh, you should have like one Spotify artist name for your instrumental and one for your original stuff. I don't agree because I want people to be able to have the experience either way. Like you mm -hmm. can come to my channel and get both things. So that's what I got going on. And then my social media is just Philip Bohm Music pretty much everywhere you get music and i go live if you aren't somebody that is able to get out of your house and come to lot like live shows like you can catch me online on twitch or tiktok live one of those two platforms like usually three nights a week right on do you have any like shows coming up around that people are going to be able to yeah i've got at least like three or four this fall like private corporate events like and one out one the reason i'm mentioning that is one is in snowbird utah Oh, like finance awesome. conference and like the person that the main artist that's going to be there is will i am which is like i can't believe that so like wow. i'm doing like the hour of music before him which mm -hmm. is unbelievable and so that's i'm coming to utah like in the middle of september and then i've got a few things and then i'm working on some live shows so i will be back in nashville this fall i'm hopefully playing the listening room and the bluebird cafe and a couple other things and i'm also working on some other shows but just trying to like nail all that down so right on yeah it it's all my and, website if you want to be. Yeah, I was going to say people can look at your website and kind of yeah. keep an eye on where you'll yeah. be. It's not it's not as cool as your website, but it's it's a <laughs> it's a website. Yeah. Hey, if you need help, I got you. All right. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you. I think we've hit your TikTok and your Instagram, yeah. but remind everybody one more time. I think that's it. Yeah, Philip Bohm music everywhere, you know, and uh I'm still trying to, you know, I got this beautiful new Philip on this on the strings hat. So I thank you it. uh for the hat, whoever that was. And then um yeah, like just come find me and then if you dream about it be about it just stay after it whatever it is you're trying to do just stay after it amen amen to that i appreciate it so much philip it was so fun i yeah, it's been a pleasure, appreciate your sure. time please don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts. leave a five-star rating and review it seriously helps more than you know if you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on instagram at the reckoning podcast or me at Brittany.long. we're excited to chat with you next week